Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. This song is appropriate. Welcome to the house of God, my friends. All are welcome, all may enter in. Come experience the peace and hope within. And we come here for God and God alone. yourself at home the house of God come and celebrate community dance and shout like those who've been set free It's about you, Spirit, and all of your beauty. together again in person and hello again to those of you who are watching us online. I am Donna Opoka and I will it is my pleasure to read to you the announcements. Except I don't like this first one. There's no fellowship after church. Because we are still wearing masks, being socially distant, we're playing it safe for a little while longer. So thank you so much for doing what we have to do right now. This next announcement is much more fun. <laughs> next Saturday, March 12th, on Zoom at 1 p.m., 
Reverend Kelly is hosting our first volunteer rally. So if you have, <laughs> if you have volunteered at all, please join us. And if you are, want to be a volunteer, you are more than welcome to, to join us. She's going to have dance music, icebreakers, and a chance to win a prize, all from Reverend Kelly. So please join us. If you haven't renewed your membership this year, please go to unityfh.com, click on About Us, and fill out the 2022 annual membership form so we can update our church records and our annual membership count for the Unity Worldwide Ministries. If you have any questions, please call our business manager, Matthew Rybert, at 248-737-9191, or you can email him at businessmanager at unityfh.com. For information about our weekly and monthly activities and meetings, or to access our Veterans Resource page or our Next Door page, go to unityfh.com or read through our weekly newsletter, which is emailed every Friday afternoon. To receive our weekly emails and our email blasts, please fill out the form at the bottom of our homepage. To contact Reverend Kelly, you may send an email to seniorminister at unityfh.com or call 248-737-9191. Her office hours are Tuesdays from 10 to 4 and Wednesdays from 11 to 5. Prayer requests can be placed in the prayer box on the counter across from the sanctuary or emailed to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Thank you so much to our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry, Lynette Kelly, and Eileen Lindbergh for their sacred service as our prayer chaplains. This concludes our announcements for today. Nope. Oh, but there is, next Sunday is our time change, so everyone will have to get here an hour earlier. As we listen to the music team sing Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the daily word and the opening prayer. Good morning, everyone.
now is the time for the reading of the daily word. For today, Sunday, March 6, 2022. Glory. Today we affirm, my life celebrates the glory of God. And our message reads, glory fills the world with wonder when I attune to my sense I attune my senses to it. I hear it in the sound of waves crashing on a beach and in the resonant harmony of a choir. I see it in sunrises and sunsets and in the beauty of gardens, mountains, and fountains and in the eyes of parents holding their newborn child. I feel glory in the depths of my being at those moments when I understand my life as God's life, living as me. There is no place where my human self ends and the divine presence in me begins. God and I are one. The glory of God is revealed in me as I release the thought that I am that, as I release the thought that I am only human. God's glory shines through me as the divine presence, the Christ, expressing in my healthy body, my insightful mind, and my loving heart. And today's scripture comes from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep cleansing breath. Allow your attention to float down into your heart center. Tune into the presence of peace and love. That spark of divinity within. And we acknowledge that that spark of divinity is that one power and that one presence. That's the only power and only presence active in our lives and in the universe. God the good omnipotent. We thank you, God, for every single way that you bless our lives. We thank you for the knowing and the awareness of the absolute truth that is your great pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven. And it is our divinely appointed inheritance. We quiet our minds down right now. Going into a quiet space. To feel the peace within, releasing the hustle and bustle of this morning, coming into this divinely right moment, this present now. And we let the peace well up in us so deeply that it moves us beyond all understanding. Let us just sit in that peace just for a little bit. Let your body relax. Let your mind release. 
Let your soul open up. We ignite the almighty power of God as we tune into the presence of God and open up to the knowledge of God that we may prepare to hear the message of God, understanding the divine ideas of God in order to move into divine expressions of God. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love. And we lift this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the Christ within. And so it is. Amen. I feel recharged, do you? <laughs> oh man, had some new people come in. Hey there, good to see everybody's faces. Um, I'll, before we do our um, statement of being, I wanted to, Donna mentioned something to me about the women's group and it didn't loop, it didn't connect that next Sunday is our women's group on Zoom and then that Saturday is the men's group. You'll hear more information about the men's group next Sunday when Donna does her announcements. But I did want to remind the women that we are having a women's group next Sunday on Zoom at 12.30. Thank you, Donna, for that just hit me. Okay, let's affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I feel led to say that two more times. Say it again. I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us go ahead and affirm our UFH growth affirmation with some gusto knowing that it is working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Now we'll have our first special song. We'll be led by you, Carl. Led by Carl and his beautiful guitar. And I'll be back with our message. Everything, 
Stood solid red wing bird, shining like a burning bush, singing like scripture verse. Made me want to bow my head. I remember when church let out, how things have changed since then. Everything's holy now. It used to be a world half bad, heaven's second rate hand me down. I'm walking with Reverend Ken Cause everything's holy now Everything's holy now Everything is 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 holy now Everything, everything, everything's holy now. Can we give him another hand? It's just the men holding it down today. <laughs> and while everything is still holy now, the men are holding it down. <laughs> Don't forget it. I love the guitar, uh, Carl. I love it, love it, love it. It's so nice to be talented and have those types of gifts, you know. Um, yeah, I remember my father got my mom a flute. She wasn't very talented with it. 
see, <laughs> everything sounded the same. Toot, 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 I don't know what rhythm that was, but everything, and then she'd stop and add some vocals. <laughs> and I'm telling the truth. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. So uh, today is uh, the beginning of March. It is the beginning of um, the month of wisdom, and it is also the beginning, the beginning of Women's History Month, and I'm excited to, to be celebrating Women's History Month, you know, to um, be in a place where we get to celebrate all of the things that women have done historically and just in a regular day, because we women... <laughs> especially moms and wives and teachers, and, you know, we do a lot, too, so it's, it's nice to be able to have a, a month that honors us. I want to start off with a cute little joke. I uh, heard this cute joke that I probably have told before where this little boy was heading to church, and it was right down the street, so his mom gave him two quarters um, to take to the street. One was for G Jesus to put in the little collection um, basket, and the other one was for him. He could get some candy on his way home because the store was right next to the church, so he's skipping on his way to church and, and rubbing the quarters together, one of them falls and hit, goes down into a drain, and he goes, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> That's typical of what children would do, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so we have been, we're almost done with this powerful sermon that Jesus preached, um, the Sermon on the Mount, which you can find in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And we're finishing up chapter 7 right now. And last week, we discussed the narrow gate and what the narrow gate was. And we talked about the narrow gate and the wide gate. And what I love about Jesus, what I love, 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 love. Can I say what I love? <laughs> what I love about Jesus is that he listened so powerfully to the way God guided him and still guides him to build upon the principles of truth in a way that we can easily take it and begin to live it in our life. And so it, when, when you read through all of the chapters, he starts us off with the Beatitudes, which is an attitude of being, a consciousness of being that we are to be into in order, in order for us to even understand and awake and open to the ministry that he was teaching us through the Sermon on the Mount. And so as he did that, even his actions of coming away from the crowd and going up on the south side of the mountain and sitting down, rooting himself in his truth while everyone... Stood, no, he's, yeah, he sat, and it, I'm remembering it's the opposite of what we do now. Now we stand, and everybody else sits. But back then, the minister or the rabbi or the Pharisee or the Sadducee, they would sit, and everyone would stand around them as respect for them. What that represents is standing in your truth, standing in what you know, standing in the absolute consciousness of God, standing in your purpose and standing in your plan, and then speaking it out to the world in the way you live, in the way you speak, in the way you think, in the way you believe, in the way you act, and in the way you treat others. And that's important to know because as we move into this next section of the Sermon on the Mount, it is powerful to see how Jesus took the principles of the narrow gate and put them and connected them to those who go out and teach, those who are authorities in, quote-unquote, the Word of God. 
And so we are going to go into Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. I'm feeling a rush of God right now. Whew. Okay, so I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to pray so I can quiet myself down. The tree and its fruit, and this is from the New Living Translation. And if you ever feel led to bring your Bible to church, I will not condemn you. <laughs> I will celebrate you because this is powerful. So, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. Okay, let me turn the page. But are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistle? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. And so let me just quiet myself down. Lord, I thank you for the message that you've been working with me on throughout this whole week. I know it may change because you always do that to me. You always do the change of root. <laughs> but I'm ready. I release my human. I let it decrease. And I open up into the spirit expression. And I thank you for the message that comes forth for all of us to follow. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And so as I said last week, Jesus talked about the narrow gate and the wide gate. And it came to our consciousness, and I promise you it came right as I was about to say it, that it came to me, that the narrow gate is the threshold we cross over when we move into choosing and step into the consciousness of living in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God represents spiritual consciousness. It represents tuning inside. And I promise you, you cannot take anybody else with you inside, which is why it is a narrow gate. I promise you, you cannot live in your relationship with God with somebody else, which is why it's considered a narrow gate. I promise you that you cannot listen to the chatter of the outside world and listen to the still small voice inside of you and understand fully what God is telling you in that in up close relationship, relationship with God. Uh, up close and personal relationship with God, which is why it's called the narrow gate. Now, when we're outside in the, in the human realm of consciousness and we live according to the material realm of consciousness and we get caught up in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the lust of the flesh is satisfying the flesh. The lust of the eyes is going after things that other people have that look good to you. And the pride of life is stepping into things that make you feel good about yourself. And then you live your life that way, feeling good about yourself. So Jesus talks about this when he talks about those Pharisees who are hypocrites, who are doing things just for the accolades and for the outer show. And that's what he called them hypocrites. They were walking through the wide gate. They were not connected to the Spirit of God. They were not doing it for the consciousness of satisfying that part inside of them that felt led to give just for the sake of giving, that felt led to love just for the sake of loving. They did it and made a popping circumstance about it to get the attaboy and pat on the back. That's the outer world. That's the wide gate. And when you cross over doing something to experience it in the, in the world of the physical senses, you've stepped into the realm of the wide gate. But when you follow intimately, 
that which is absolute truth, that which is what you hear inside of you, that which you are tuned into, tapped into, and turned onto, as Abraham Hicks says, then you are moving through the narrow gate. Nothing can move you off your, off your um, center. You're in the vortex. You're in that center. Even in the storm, you find yourself navigating into the eye of the storm. Why is this important to know? Why would Jesus tell us all this piece first before he goes into talking about false prophets and then tells us to beware of false prophets? Because it is so easy to walk through the wide gate because there's no real discipline there. There's no responsibility and accountability for your own actions there. It's easy to blame others there. But it's also easier to lead from that consciousness as well than it is to lead from the consciousness of the truth inside, going through the narrow gate. So Jesus teaches us how to see the difference within ourselves so that when we come into contact with someone who is a false prophet, we automatically can see it with the eyes to see. We hear it in the voice. We see it in their actions. He says to beware of false prophets. And Charles Fillmore says that prophet, now on the one, on the uh, prophets are those who are receptive and discerning of the spiritual law from the, the spirit of the law, going underneath to the spirit of the law, the truth within God's word. But it also represents, on a spiritual level, Thinking in alignment with God. When your thoughts are in alignment with God, not in alignment with man. And that's how you know you've gone through the narrow gates. That's how you've known you know that whoever is speaking, whoever is leading, whoever is in charge is going through the narrow gate because they're speaking and leading through the consciousness of God, not the consciousness of the world. Does that make sense? And you can tell. You ever could tell somebody who is really tuned in, or am I the only one? You can tell when someone's tuned in to God. You can tell when someone's listening to God versus just saying something off the cuff. You can tell when someone's truly inspired and what they say is rooted in God versus when they're not. You can feel it. And so what Jesus says here is to beware of those false prophets who disguise themselves as harmless sheep and really are vicious wolves. Now, why would he say it in those words? Because back in those times, they had shepherds, they had sheep, and they had the shepherds protecting the sheep from the wolves. And also, the shepherds would wear clothes that had the, the um, wolf from the sheep as well. And some of the shepherds who were just watching the sheep, and it wasn't their sheep, didn't care if the wolves came in. And, and it's interesting because I heard someone say about back in the day, you could have a hundred sheep, and there were times at night that the shepherds, would, the shepherds would put their sheep, all corral them together in this big space. And like, remember, it'd be like, say you got three people, that's 300 sheep there, and that shepherd would come in the morning. One of the shepherds would stay at night, they'd take turns, and one of them would sit and watch the sheep and keep them in the space and keep the staff to keep them there. And in the mornings they would come, and the shepherd would say that would call out to their sheep, and the sheep would come to them. They knew their voice. The sheep knew the shepherd's voice. 
and they would separate that way because they look alike. But when they called out to the sheep, the sheep would separate. And those who watched the sheep and did not really care for the sheep didn't mind if someone came in, if a wolf came in. Those who watch over the sheep of a congregation, those who watch over the sheep of your household, those who watch over the sheep of their country, those who watch over the sheep of a group, and don't really take to heart or care really on a really deep nature and a really deep connection of one-to-one, and hear the Spirit of God speaking is a false prophet. Jesus says one thing, uh, several things here. He says that you can identify them by their fruit. One way is is what they're saying really feeding the spirit of who you're talking to. And this is not just a leader like me. This is the leader inside your own mind. The, the parts of your consciousness that are ruling your consciousness, the thoughts that are ruling that keep going on over and over in your mind, are those thoughts nourishing, supporting, and loving you? Are those thoughts rooted in truth? Are those thoughts rooted in the Word? Do those thoughts support and encourage oneness or separation? Because this is deeper than just a prophet who's a Pharisee or deeper than just a leader of a group. This is you and me Jesus is talking to. Jesus always talks on a deeper level. So those people, when you look at their lives, who when you go behind the scenes of their lives is totally opposite than what they're speaking, preaching, and teaching, they're a false prophet. Their fruit is not connected to the tree of their word. Does that make sense? And on the other hand, someone who's truly rooted in the tree of life and love and God finds it totally difficult to go against it. That's why a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad fruit cannot produce good, I mean, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Your consciousness produces what the thoughts in your consciousness produce your actions. So how are you shepherding your own thoughts? How are you shepherding your life? How are you being an example of your relationship with God? Do you have a relationship with God? So how, when we look at that, like just let that sink in. How do I tell the difference and recognize a false prophet from a true prophet? And that's the title of my talk, Recognizing False Prophets. How? Like, think about that. Jesus says that the, you recognize the false prophets by their actions, by the fruit that they bear. 
So how do we know that the fruit that they bear, that a person's actions are rooted in a a true prophet or a false prophet? Number one, pay attention to how you're feeling when someone's speaking. Are they teaching you to be aggressive or assertive? There's a difference there. There's a difference there. There's a difference in speaking up on your truth in a consciousness of love and speaking up on your truth in a consciousness of aggression. If you're coming from a consciousness of aggression, you're not coming from truth. Listen to how you feel inside when they're speaking. What emotions are being invoked inside of you? Even if the emotions are looking inside and seeing, ooh, I need to correct that. I need to realign that. Versus, ooh, I need to step in and, 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 and bulldoze over. There's a difference there. Is it creating peace inside of you? Is it creating a feeling of oneness inside of you when you hear someone speaking? Like, for instance, have you ever heard someone speaking and it made you feel uncomfortable inside, condemned inside, shameful inside? Anybody? Those are false prophets. When you read Jesus' words, now, you've heard me reading Jesus' words since you've met me. Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that made you feel shameful? Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that made you feel condemned? Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that made you feel separate? Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that made you feel hated or unloved? If you hear anything like that, that's a false prophet. Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that taught you you're superior to anyone else? That's a false prophet. Have you heard anything in Jesus' word that teaches you that there's a, there's a difference between one person and another based off of anything other than being different? That you're better than another person because you're different. Even Jesus went against how to treat women back then. In the Jewish tradition back then, women were considered nothing. All they had to do was write a letter and divorce. That's it. You burn my food, I'm divorcing you. And they go get another, uh, another wife, younger, prettier. Jesus did not treat even women that way. Remember the story of the woman and the, Samar- the Samaritan woman at the well, how Jesus treated that woman. And back then, Jewish people supposedly hated Samaritans. Did Jesus in the story, when we went over it, show any hatred to that Samaritan woman? No, he told her about her business and told her about herself that you are acting unworthy, that you're acting less than who you are, that you've had all these relationships that are not the value of you, that I have something I can teach you and something I can share with you that will make you feel not only the, the water that will, that, will, that will feed you forever, but the oneness and the consciousness of God that will feed your spirit and have a relationship that will bring you up to a consciousness of receiving from a man what you deserve. Amen? And that's why Women's History Month. Because we fought as women to receive what we deserve, what we are, what we are valued to be. A false prophet won't encourage that. Let's keep going. He says, 
See, every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. So that means that if someone who's speaking is not rooted in the consciousness of God, and what I've come to, what came to me deeply, because Jesus kept saying, he said often, um, and I've known it, seen in here at least two or three times, that on these things, on these two things, hang all the pro laws of the prophet, the, all the laws and commandments and the teachings of the prophets. If it is that you have thoughts in your mind or you're around people in your life who are not living in the consciousness of love, loving God with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul and all their strength, there's something inside of us that drew that conscious, that relationship to us or that experience to us. So number one, we go inside, we take that thought. It says to chop it down and throw it in the fire, but instead of chopping it down, what we, do, what we say in unity is that we deny the power of that thought, the hold it has over us. And then we take and we transmute it by affirming the truth about ourselves. So if we're in a space of feeling unworthy or un, um, low self-esteem or we feel that we're not good enough, then we take and we deny the power, the shameful feelings, the low feelings of that. That's not my truth. That is not my truth. I deny the power of that thought that I adopted somewhere in my past. And I affirm that I am worthy. I am made in God's image and likeness. And I have the confidence to walk in that, in that knowing that I am an individualized expression of God. And then, if that doesn't make me feel connected even more, I say, God, show me in myself how to speak it so that I ignite that feeling inside of me that I become the expression of it. And then you go into praying over yourself and you go into meditation. That's the process of chopping down that fruit, that bad fruit. That's the process that we take. Is transmuting it because you cannot destroy energy and thoughts are energies, but you can change the vibration of the energy. So any low vibrations that are inside of you, any low, relation, low vibrational relationships, you know you can only go as high as the lowest vibration in a relationship. So if you have somebody who is speaking separation or speaking um, superiority or speaking anything that is less than the consciousness of love, and you're in a high vibration of love, that person holds you down. You can't go any further. But you can bless the vibration of that person without condemning them. Bless the vibration of that person and keep it moving, however you feel led by God. A true prophet lives in true relationship with God following those two greatest commandments. Do we remember, do we remember the two greatest commandments? Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And the second one is just as powerful, which is love your neighbor as you do yourself, right? I'm listening. With everything that's going on in this world, we're being charged, and you can feel it inside. We're being called to live and be more powerful expressions of the light of love. With war going on, with this movement in our country that has been here for years and years and years, with movements in other countries coming through the pandemic and even the way we acted towards each other with the pandemic and all the ways that different 
different uh, expressions of the, the darker side of ourselves are coming up. We are being called to transmute that false prophet into the true prophet. We are being called not to point a finger outside to do it. That you're not doing this. You're not living. You're not speaking according to God's word. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to start within ourselves. There's a song we say at the end of the day, at the end of our service every day that says, let there be peace on earth and let it begin where? With me. I want you to gently close your eyes right now. And I want you to think about someone who you may consider a false prophet, someone who may not be so showing up loving right now, someone who may not be uh, per the best, per the one you like the most right now. And I want you to bring that person to mind right now. And I want you to put your hand over your heart, your right hand over your heart, and take a deep breath. Feel your heartbeat. You're one with that person who you may not like right now, who you may see that is acting in a way that's unloving and not the best right now. You're one with that person. And that, and that means that if you see it in that other person, somehow you be it in you. And so we speak to that consciousness right now. I purify you through the power of pure love. Together, I purify you through the power of pure love. And you're thinking to the, you're speaking the, to the, the, those thoughts inside of you. Take a deep breath. And affirm, I am the presence of divine love. Together, I am the presence of divine love. Now visualize that person as well. This person is expressing a false prophet energy, but it is somehow reflecting in us for us to be able to see it in the other person. So let's affirm to that other person, you are the presence of God. I love you in the light of God. I bless you in the light of God. Just as powerfully as I bless myself. Now, just allow, uh, allow yourself to visualize a heart, uh, uh, a beautiful vibration of love in your heart, a beautiful color of yellow in your heart, and allow that, that, that light to well up so deeply and, and let it come up, up through your spine into your head. And let it ease down all the way to your feet. And let it ignite the, peri the area in the back of your stomach. Aligning your wisdom with love. Aligning your whole being with oneness. Aligning your consciousness with the awareness that you are a true prophet. I want you to affirm, I am a true prophet together. I am a true prophet. My actions will demonstrate it together. My actions will demonstrate it. I live and move and breathe and have my being in God together. I live and move and be, breathe and have my being in God. And that means I am love together. And that means I am love. Say it again. I am love. One more time. I am love. Now open your eyes. That is cutting off the tree and burning it. You take and you affirm what you see. You can't deny what you see. And then you change what you see into the truth behind what you think you see. And then you affirm the truth of it and you feel it and you affirm it till you feel it deeply. It's purified in that. And then you walk forth being the true prophet that you are. 
This is not just for those who are in charge of our, li uh, well, our lives or in charge of our churches or in charge of our organizations or in charge of our country. This starts first and foremost with us, with you and me. And so we do see a lot of people in this world right now. We do see some energy in this world. That's some false prophet energy, right? And you know what you just did? You purified that what you saw. And you purified and blessed them in the process. We don't purify and condemn. We purify and bless in the consciousness. And that's what the word says. Jesus says to love your enemies, to bless your enemies, to do good for your enemies, and to pray for your enemies. And the biggest enemy for all of us is me. And you, your enemy, your biggest enemy is you. So whatever you see in another person that is out of alignment with God, that is demonstrating a pro false prophet energy, the first thing you do, because you got the eyes to see it, that's that, that log in your eye seeing the reflection of the speck in their eye, you affirm it in you first, the truth. You align with the truth in you first and use the word of God. I promise you it's in the word of God. And then you affirm it for the other person. And then we do the fifth unity principle. We get up and be it and live it in this world. So if we were to shorten the five unity principles, which is um, there's only one power and one presence. We are one with that power and that presence. We co-create with that power and that presence. We realign our mind with that power and that presence, and we live in the truth that we know of that power and presence. You can shorten it and say, God is, say it, God is, I am, I create, I pray, I do. So you do? I do. <laughs> I do too. Thank you. Now we're going to have our second special song. simple message in this particular song, it basically is telling you that at the center of it all, it's God. It's all right. Yeah. We need to see. For sure. All right. You ready? Some days I'm feeling like I can't win, can't get it right And don't matter how hard I try, today is not my day when it feels like I'm going crazy And it looks like nothing's changing Come sun, come rain today You are still the same In the dark, in the light In the morning and night In the good, in the hurt In the places I hide When I rise, when I fall You'll be there through it all At the start, at the end in the center of the center of it 
Some nights I lay awake and I can't push these thoughts away. I'm worried where I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna be. Are you gonna be there for me? When it feels like the doors are closing, gotta trust that you're doing something. Come sun, come rain today. You are all I need in the dark, in the light, in the morning and night, in the good, in the hurt, in the places I hide. When I rise, when I fall, you'll be there through it all. At the start, at the end, in the center of the center of it, and there will be days I will forget. Everything you've done for me But when I go back there again I'm reminded In the dark In the light In the morning And the night In the dark In the light In the morning and the night center of it all oh, oh the center of it all in the loss in the win in the beauty and the spin at the start at the end in the center of the center of it more the center of it all <laughs> That was pretty good. Let's give him another hand. Woo! It's so cool to have a band where you can have a few or the whole band and it still sounds good, right? Yes, yes, yes. So let us uh, gently close our eyes and take a deep breath and just bring to mind what you feel led to donate to Unity of Farmington Hills. Take a deep breath again. <sighs> and let's go ahead and affirm together our love offering blessing. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And remember that you can, all, you can give online. There will be someone, those of you in the sanctuary, there will be an usher waiting for you to take your donations if you want to do it that way. And then online, go to Unity of, uh, UFH, uh, unityfh.com, and you can donate that way. Um, and I want to tell you all, whichever way that you tithe, of your time, of your treasure, and of your talents with our, our spiritual community. I am grateful. I also want to celebrate the remnant that I came into that kept this going because we are going into today, this, this year is our 25th anniversary. We can celebrate it. We can clap. But I wouldn't have had anything to come in and start over with like Joshua if you guys weren't holding it down with the values that you started, with the mission statement that you created, and with the vision that you had that we are moving forward together. Yes? And so I wanted to thank you. And for those of you who came in with me and after me, I want to thank you for walking this road with us to create something big, to create something big. 
And so let's stand, stand up if you, if you feel led. And we're going to do our uh, virtual prayer circle, and then we'll do our prayer for protection and our peace song. So just begin to close your eyes. Stay where you are. Feel in your heart who you feel led to pray with instead of for, because we're claiming it's already there. Call their names out into a virtual prayer circle. We're connected to those online. And God, as you hear the names being called out into the circle, the families that are being called out, the souls that are being, being acknowledged right now, the anguish, the feeling of hurt, the resolutions that need to happen, in all of the circumstances, situations, and lives, you are right there in the midst of them. And we see their minds aligning to that truth. We see your consciousness bringing forth the highest and greatest good in every single life, every single circumstance, every single situation. And we are grateful because we celebrate it right now that it is already done. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. And let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Amen. Let's uh, sing our peace song. I forgot to acknowledge the kids when they were here. <laughs> I saw them leave out. But uh, thank you all for showing up and showing out with your energy and your love and uh, who you are. Have a beautiful week and a beautiful day. Peace and blessings to everybody. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com slash donate.